welcome to the Charles Van Horn Show. Today is Thursday, September the 3rd. Again, this podcast focuses on race, religion, and politics. And for those who follow me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and other listening platforms, thank you for your support. Today, I once again have the honor and privilege of welcoming two of my good friends, Antoine Bell and Josh Flores. They will help be my co-host for today's show. I want to begin by shining the spotlight on an individual who is really standing up for equality and he's showing his, his bona fides in supporting Black Lives Matter. What I'm about to do today is noteworthy because I probably won't ever do it again, but here it goes. <laughs> as much as I hate Alabama and the Crimson Tide, and I hate them with a passion <laughs> because I bleed orange and blue, War Eagle, I must give it up for Coach Nick Saban for leading the protest march with some of his players in support of Black Lives Matter. He is showing true leadership at a time when leadership is sorely lacking. And to me, he understands that these issues affect his players personally on and off the field. So kudos to Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. This will be my first time ever uttering these words, but roll tide! <laughs> Antoine, I know that you want to get in on this one because you are a diehard Bama fan, and Josh, you can comment on this as well. I don't know what team you support, but let's have a go at it. <laughs> First of all, uh, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure joining you guys on the, on the podcast this evening. Uh, and I just want to ask, are you okay? Because I, I know that had to hurt deeply. Yeah, yeah it hurt very deeply. <laughs> I know. I would, don't worry. We won't make you do that again. Thank you. So, but uh, yes, it, it, it is a, a proud moment to be a Crimson Tide fan to see Coach Saban out front. I really believe that um, that he is is genuine. I know how yes, he, he he does care about his players. Uh, and if you've been around athletics for a coach, when they have those players that they're they're serious about when they sit in the in um, a mother's living room and say, "Hey, I'm going to take care of your son." Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and let, let's just be real now. Having these guys who are superior athletes. You you know uh, winning ball games for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean you know that's part. That's a huge part of it. Uh, Coach Saban makes a lot of money yeah. winning football games. That's true. Uh, but at the same time, when uh, these kids are entrusted to the, the coaches at these uh, colleges and universities, and to I mean, for him to stand in front and lead the way, lead the charge. Yes. Um, there, he's he's saying a lot, and I'm pretty sure. Yes, there's a lot of Alabama fans that uh, appreciated that, and and they respect him for doing what he's doing. But I also know that there's a segment of the population here in the state of Alabama who didn't take too kindly to that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there have been words that have been exchanged that. 
you know, past, past that. I'll never watch Alabama football again. I'll never buy another ticket. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. Oh, yeah. yeah, you will. <laughs> yes, you, will. you know, it, the, the internet is easy to be anonymous and say and talk a lot of trash. Yes, but it. trust me, when football fever comes back, they'll be mad for a little while. But what do you think they're going to do? Go right down back, buy a right ticket. Back. They'll be right back in the stands, That's or right. else they'll be sitting on the porch getting drunk on Saturdays, missing. Them. So, you know, so don't 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 sell me on that crap, please. <laughs> but yes, as you said, uh, you know, road tide for Coach Saban. If I, you know, had been down in Tuscaloosa and everything, I would have been, you know, I would have been glad to be a part of that march, um, you know, for justice and. I really do believe that he's, you know, trying to make a stand with his players. And, who, and Coach Saban doesn't care if you don't like it. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Josh, you want to get in on this? You know, I probably have an unpopular opinion about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <Uh-oh. laughs> Just to take what it's worth. You know, good for him. I, it was overall really good, but the. The, the worship of coaches in general, I, I usually roll my eyes out. And, like, I just – I did when I saw that headline come up. I was like, okay, well, they're going to applaud this because it's a coach. Since yeah. it's a football yeah. coach, yeah. well, then we're going to support that. But, you know, you see all these people that are just common everyday folk, middle class, lower class, like uh, working class people, like, going out there marching, putting everything on the line. True. And that's who I'm most impressed with. Yes, but yes. I, I understand we're in the South and, like <laughs> – Football coaches are part of the Holy Trinity down there here. There you go. <laughs> like, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and, and the coaches. whoever the coaches. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I came from Oklahoma. It was the same way there. Um, I can't even. I don't even remember the coach's name, but I'm sure they were they were bringing in lots of money for the university. There so. you go. There you go. So, Appreciate that, guys. Appreciate. Here's to him. That's right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, you guys, feel free at any moment to interject and touch on any subject that is near and dear to your heart. I want to discuss right now uh, the Biden campaign. Uh, I was not enthusiastic at first in having Joe Biden as a Democratic as the Democratic nominee. Uh, I felt that we could have done a whole lot better in our selection, but he is proving himself to be the right man for the job in our current situation. I was impressed with him today. Uh, on his visit with the family of Jacob Blake and holding a small town hall meeting and showing himself as a, as a man who can really think on his feet and answer any question thrown at him. Uh, I think that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are really all we have, have left to combat this insane clown posse that has taken over the White House as well as the country. Everything right now is out of control because there is so much hate and venom and it has reached a boiling point. America must wake up because this is not a dream. It is a nightmare and our lives depend upon us waking up and doing a course correction because where we're headed right now is not a place where we should be headed as a nation. And I was really, I was really pleased to see uh, Joe Biden step up to the plate because the president President Trump had called him out on occasion as being locked up in the basement. But Joe proved to me today that he can pretty much uh, stand on his own and that he came out and he came out with uh, his, 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 his uh, fist swinging. And uh, he's uh, actually uh, 
describing the current situation in our in our in our country and he's also placing this blame squarely on who it should be placed on and that is president donald j trump uh, the reason we're in this predicament uh, as, uh, as it relates to the the pandemic covid 19 is because of president trump uh, he's the man in charge and as, as most presidents in the past have said the buck stops with me so he must take responsibility not just for the good times he has to also uh, take responsibility for the bad times as well so that's my two cent on the political uh, front i think joe biden is doing a good job i hope that he and uh Kamala, uh, step it up and, and come out fighting. That's what we need right now. Someone to fight all of these conspiracy theories, all of these lies, all of this hypocrisy, and just to, to, to let the American people know that a lot is riding on the line right now. And we need to, to be honest uh, with the American people. I am 100% on board with uh, Biden-Harris, and I know that's the right choice. Um, but how confident are you of their victory at this point? Right now, I'm looking at about probably a good 80%. I'm not 99% positive that they, they're going to win. And I'm, I'm speaking because there is so much power that the president and his administration have that they can actually uh, sort of thwart uh, the, uh, the win by doing all of these uh, things behind the scenes, such as causing the voting to be screwed up, putting fear in people's uh, heart who really want to change but are afraid to let go of the president because they feel that if they elect Joe Biden, he's going to open up uh, these neighborhoods and allow vicious people to move in next door to them. So I'm not really positive 100%, and I think this is the best way to be right now, Josh, because if we... Uh, sort of act like we we got this thing in the bag. You see what happened the last time. We'll end up right. sitting on the sidelines again, holding our head in our hands. It's like we need a healthy amount of uh, doubt. Yeah, healthy amount of doubt because there's a there's so much corruption, whether it's corruption of people's mind and faith, yes, or just corruption of the system that they have to overcome, and that's just that's a big hurdle when they're just spouting out yes. nonsense and miss misinformation every single every day every day man every the day to man it's amazing and how much can and you know how much can a, a person really absorb before they just you know say forget it i'm just going to vote for trump and it doesn't matter because there's so much that's going on you don't know if you're not informed as a as a voter you don't know what to believe so you'll believe a lie rather than the truth that's what I'm worried about is that just the not voting, period. They're just yeah. not going to vote, yeah. not show up at all. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what I worry about as well. I, I agree with you guys. Right now, I'm cautiously optimistic um, because I, I want to believe, but every day I see evidence to the contrary. Um, I mean, literally, I have never seen anything like it that was in real life. Mm -hmm. I, I, in movies or a reality show. Yes. But this is real life that we're seeing and some of the lies that are being spewed are so far out of it, it really makes you wonder seriously is somebody really buying this car? Yes, yes. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, I really want to talk to something like, you didn't hear what he just said. I mean, it really, this is something that you really are thinking, wow, that was great. I mean, seriously, I mean, I, mean, I, I just want to know, I, I just want to say, whatever they're how, please share. I could use a little bit now because it is it's totally ridiculous because I, I equate Trump and Trump to that Trump. Yeah, that, that'll work too. But I, I'm like that. You know, basically, I, I, I say, you know, if I'm going to use a football analogy or even a baseball analogy, when he stands up and says something to the effect of, if you don't reelect me, mm-hmm. there's going to be chaos in the streets. There's going to be hate and bloodshed yes, all over the yes, place. Yes. Okay, if you bother to look outside right now. What you think is happening now? What's going on? So my thing is, that's like a quarterback that's thrown six interceptions, and he goes and tells the coach, oh, if you pull me down, we're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> that's a good you one. take me out, we're definitely going to lose. <laughs> it's like, dude, have you seen what you're doing us down? We're already <laughs> losing. So yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just, I don't understand. I, I, every, it just, it blows my mind. I mean, everything that conservatives have said that they don't want, in the White House, he is. Yes. I mean, family values out the wonder. <laughs> Seriously, this man looks at his daughter a strange way. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you have Ivanka and Melania at each other's throats. They don't like each other. That was a real polite way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you know where I was going. Yeah, yeah, they don't I mean, like each know, other. Yeah. Basically, the whole family is profiting from him being president. Correct. He, spent like an ungodly amount of money on his own golf courses but he'll say I'm donating my salary yeah billions every time you yeah, go because you're making so and, much more Who? I mean at your place at I mean, your place seriously <laughs> you know so I, it, it blows my mind beyond repair I just I, I, I can't see it but honestly I see some of these rabid Trump supporters and the things that they say that are so bizarre, it makes me wonder if everybody's on acid and they're just walking around. I, I actually saw a video earlier with an, a black man carrying a Confederate flag saying, <laughs> if you don't like it, go back to Africa. <laughs> That's now, a powerful Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> you, 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 now, you tell me... <laughs> What is wrong? I'm actually looking at real estate in Gambia. I mean, seriously. That's a powerful Kool-Aid. Man, they got powerful Kool-Aid. He said something today that was so so crazy. He told, uh, he, he, he said it on, on, on the air. He said, uh, well, he tweeted it. Let me get it correct. I don't want to say he said it, but I'm sure that'll come out <laughs> later. He, he tweeted that if you have mailed in your ballot, also go and vote again. <laughs> Go in person and vote. That's illegal. He's telling them it's to break illegal. the law. Just go ahead and vote again. Don't. don't I, 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 I don't even think he understands that. I don't even. I don't think he understands that. That's that can get you in trouble. You can get arrested for doing that. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Yeah, go for it. You know, brag about it. Brag about that. Take your disinfectant slushy with you. There you go. 
It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. We're living in a bizarro world right now. Everything oh, is just crazy. Up is down. Down is up. In is out. You don't know <laughs> what to do, how to do it, where to do it. And your vote don't really count if you believe Trump. Your vote don't count because the system is rigged. It's rigged. They don't count your votes. <laughs> so it's crazy. We're living in, in a crazy time right now. But uh, they say we have to keep the faith. And I'm pretty much in the garbage on that one. I don't know what the faith is anymore when it comes to uh, America and being the beacon that the world looks up to. So we have a we have a long way to go to to get back to normalcy. I'll just say that we have a long way to go. Long way to go. <laughs> what is normal anymore? Yeah, what is normal? What is what is uh the truth anymore? Like Kellyanne Conway once said, alternative facts. <laughs> they're all they're all facts and then they're alternative facts. So you just have to choose which one you like. A suggestion was made for me to interview a few young people to find out whether they will vote in the upcoming election. I haven't got around to doing that yet, but I did uh, catch some information on a circle poll that was taken in June and it caught a snapshot of what young people were thinking. 58% of the youth supported Biden and 24 supported Trump. 18% would like to vote for another candidate. So we have to look at how young people are influenced today. Uh, young people's vote, their vote is very important. But I'm afraid that we are taking them for granted. We're assuming that they will actually get out there and vote. Today's young people are, are looking to see if the candidate is speaking their language and is the candidate hearing their concerns and if so, what are they going to do to address those concerns, such as the high cost of tuition, high cost of housing, and other uh, issues that are critical to them. So they will be very important in electing or re-electing the next president, but we can't treat them as a typical voting bloc they are not zombies. Young people really want to know what can you do and what have you done for me lately. And if the politicians just think that these young people are just going to uh, vote a certain way, they have a rude awakening that's going to happen to them. You have to actually meet these young people and find out their concerns and their issues. And then they will actually become... Uh, very supportive, uh, supportive, supportive of you as they were of Bernie Sanders. You remember the the burn, don't you? Everybody remember the burn, Bernie the burn. Those young people were fired up because of Bernie's policies, his his messages, and so I don't think Joe Biden can actually you know get to that point. But I hope that he's able to actually to reach more young people than Hillary was able to reach in the past election. I think that one of the biggest issues is that we've oversimplified voting and we, we think that we vote for the candidate and they're going to do everything they say. We don't know that, oh, we actually have to stay on that candidate, hold them accountable mm -hmm. and stay an active participant in politics, unfortunately, Correct. especially now. Like yeah. we have to talk to our local yes. representatives too, not just vote for a president and think, oh, well, 
It's going to improve now, right? right? Correct, correct. And there's work to be done afterwards. That's right. On the local level, there's a lot of work to be done. And the president is not, you know, Santa Claus. They're not going to solve all the problems. And good point you made, Josh. A lot of these issues are local. And I'm finding out that even though if we good, if we look back right now at the at the polls and Joe Biden is leading, the national polls really don't mean a thing. It is those state polls that matter. Where is Joe Biden right now in the state polls? And I'm hoping that he can become a little stronger. And I'm hoping that Kamala can actually get out there and help him because he needs some shoring up. He's doing a good job, but we have to remember that he is 77, and if I'm not mistaken, Trump is 70, what, 74, something like 74. that. 74. So, so we have two uh, geriatrics, two senior citizens, who's running for president because there was nobody more qualified than these two. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, that's actually some funny semantics right there. You said no, no one else was more qualified. Not too sure about them not being more qualified than not as popular. Because <clears throat> I really believe that Joe Biden was kind of the pick once he decided that he wanted to run by virtue of the fact that he was vice president to Barack Obama. Because I believe that on that stage there were more qualified candidates yeah. that were there. Yeah. But from the beginning, the media kind of made it. They they dubbed Joe Biden as the the who was going to be the one that was going to go up against uh, Donald Trump. Uh, but you know, you said earlier, right now, and I posted one up on Facebook, and it was it was wonderful. He's good enough. He's good for the situation for right now. I, it's going to take more. I, I like the people that are supporting him, that are around him. I think Kamala Harris is going to be a strong running mate. She doesn't back down or cower away from a fight. True. Uh, you know, so she'll be good. Bernie's, uh, you know, maybe he can, you know, galvanize that that millennial audience uh-huh. that he had following him yeah. to say, hey, jump on board. This is the way we need to go and make it more about what the real mission is. It's not just about Joe Biden. That's correct. It, it's, it, I mean, it's more about, you know, ousting Donald Trump and the whole group that's around him. It's not just about him. It's Mitch McConnell. It's oh, yeah. Yeah. trolls that you always see behind him on stage. And we also need to educate our young people that are coming up. It's not just about the president and the cabinet, even though Donald Trump's made it about Trump world. Right. Not for the Senate that's standing behind him on everything that he does. He doesn't have that power. I don't care if he does have an executive order. Mm-hmm. When Obama was in, they controlled, the Republicans controlled both the House and the Senate. So it was nearly impossible for him to get a lot done because it would just get blocked. Correct. You know, even in the impeachment hearing. I mean, this the, the Congress, they, the House, they, they did what they were supposed to do and they, they had the pomp and circumstances of walking down the hallways and delivering it. Meanwhile, the senators over there, the Republican senators are like, hey, what's on TV? They, were, they, they never planned to ever even listen to the evidence. It was a done deal when it got down there. They were looking at their watches. Hey, we going to lunch anytime soon? They, they just wanted to get it over with. It was never going to go through. Right. So, 
the public needs to be educated and it's just not about the president we don't have a dictatorship as much as the dictator-in-chief wants to be one that's not the way it goes we have a system and you have to pay attention every two years Correct. for those senators Correct. and you have to make that change as you said earlier as you guys talked about on the on the local level mm. everything has to be you know, you have to watch everything because otherwise you end up with what we have now, which is a total bucket of chaos. Yeah, it is. And it's crazy. What do you guys think about the uh, the Lincoln Project? I, I've been I've donated to them on occasion. They're, they're putting out good videos to, to show the contrast between uh, Biden and Trump. And they have some good material that they're actually putting out there the Lincoln Project I think it's composed of a lot of Republicans former Republicans who are really trying to uh, to stand on the, the right side of history because they see the the, the course that uh, the president has actually put the country on and it's not a good one so they're trying to you know trying to turn this thing around and, and, and trying to you know uh, make him a one one-term president, you know, let him get his four and get out the door. But I think it's going to take all of us standing up and speaking our voice and, and, and saying what we have to say to let our voices be heard so that so that we can actually be accountable, you know, and hold, hold others accountable in a time such as this. Because uh, if you think about it, man, our very lives depend on it. You know, we're, we're battling not just the regular flu, but now we have a pandemic. We have all kind of uncertainty going on. So we have a lot that's, that's going on. So we have to stand up and we have to, you know, express ourselves and we have to do what needs to be done. You know, this podcast is just one, uh, it's just one way of doing it, but there are still other ways. You can uh, support uh, local and national candidates. You can put your money uh, where your mouth is, you can donate. You can uh, work on a campaign. You could also sign up, you know, to be a poll watcher. You can do several things. So you have to be involved. Even uh, I was involved myself in our local election for mayor. I, I actually just rolled up my sleeves and went out and met the mayor, talked with the mayor, and got to know her. And you know it. It's, it's all it's, it's really all about us doing what we need to do for the betterment of ourselves and our family so you you have to take that that responsibility personally so I decided to to do something uh, that I hadn't done in a while and that was get involved in my local politics they're speaking to like the Lincoln project like, I think what they're doing is is uh, inspiring like I love the wit of which they're putting things out there. They're they're kind of fighting fire with fire. Yes. You know, yes. With a, the one side being so meme-worthy or just like one little headline-worthy. Well, they're doing it in just a way that's um, taking direct jabs in the opposite direction. And I, I think that it, they're great. Yeah. Um, although I will say some of the things they put out, like, uh, you know, the, like some of the videos and quotes of what the president is saying and doing and that hypocrisy, the way they bring it right mm -hmm. in front of you, it does still add to how just emotionally exhausted I am and yes, numb, yes, yes. numb from it all. Like every day, I, I, it's so important for us to stay active, involved, and informed 
but I keep on thinking I, I need a break. I need yeah. a break from the news, but yeah. I know that I'm going to miss something. Yeah, we all need a break from it, but you already know that if if we just say, for instance, we took a uh, two months away from watching everything, we would miss out on so much because this president he does so much. His lies cost people's lives. He lies consistently. He lies constantly. He is more than a, a habitual liar. He's, he lies just for the fun of it. I don't even think he knows that he's lying anymore because someone asked him, that's not true. He said, oh, yes, it is true. I don't even think he recognizes a lie anymore because he seems to have embraced himself in just telling lies about even the smallest and it's crazy. It's, it's exhausting. It, it, it works on our psyche. It works on our spirit. It works on our physical well-being. All of it is, is damaged because of this constant 24-hour clown show. And that's exactly what this is. And, and whether you watch it or, or listen to it or not, you're still going to be affected by it. Trust me. It's going to affect you whether you watch it, hear it, or know about it. Because what the president does affects us all. I think the only way you can <clears throat> actually avoid being affected by it is to just, you know, move to a cabin in the woods and shut down all of your electronics and all your mode of, modes of communication. Mm. Because otherwise, the one thing about Donald Trump is that he is a showman. He's, a, he's, he's the ringmaster. And he and he's always been that way. Um, and he he eats up the spotlight, and he would do whatever it is to to hold on to that spotlight. And he's proven that if that means not just as you said, not just twisting the truth, not just you know walking parallel to the truth of alternate facts, just flat out lying. Yeah, I mean the kinds of things that get other people put in jail or, right. or, or you know, the things you spank your kids over. I mean, seriously, just, just flat out lying. I mean, this, this guy's a professional. <laughs> I, and he's passed it on to his kids because Eric and Don yeah, Jr. They're, they're good. They're good too. Somebody needs some drug counseling. I, I'll just leave it at that. But, um, they really, the whole family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's bizarre. And what what's going to be interesting? You heard about what um, uh, Cuomo said about yeah, the, I heard the, that one. That was a good. He's going to have to bring an army <laughs> if he wants to walk down the streets of New York. Now Trump is the type that'll try that. Yeah, he'll try that because <laughs> he loves like, confrontation. He loves confrontation. Oh, this is going to be interesting. But the thing, you know, guys, what I what I've said is, you know, we're putting all our focus on the you know election and you know getting out to vote and hopefully ousting the, the whole trash bin out of the um, White House. But you know, this won't be over after November 3rd. Oh, no. no. Unless the uh, prosecutors that are waiting for him to come out of the White House actually drop the hammer and we see him, fro uh, you know, frog marched off to jail. You think he actually is going to leave the White House if he loses? 
Exactly. See, my, my thing, I'm thinking that he's going to go on TV and what he's going to do is to, is to, you know, his base, those crazies that are out there running around with AR-15s, he will actually get in these nuts heads. And say and that this was a rigged election. None of this is true. It's not right. Let's rise up coup. and fight. And that's what they exactly. will do. Exactly. And we do. might have to see our own military go in to remove a president because he won't leave and he'll have some nut bags that will be standing in front of the White House trying to defend it. I can see that happening because he's already setting the stage with all this, this nonsense about the mail-in ballots and them taking mailboxes and he planted one of his own donors in there as the... As the postmaster general, oh, he's yeah. got attorney generals spewing the same garbage that he is. I mean, he's setting a table for the thing. So if he loses, then there's a faction that's out there like QAnon. And all. I mean, basically, he could do as much damage as Joe Q Citizen. That's correct. As he is sitting in the White House. That's correct. I'm worried about having to deal with those uh, fringe groups that he's he's empowered, correct. not just yes. like. The KKK, but yeah. QAnon, yeah. Proud Boys, all of them, um, Confederate flag wavers, yeah. like yeah. to me, all of them are. I'm not comfortable around them. Yeah, I'm not exactly. either. I'm not either. And and another thing, Josh, that is so scary is that I don't, you know, I don't condone violence. I don't condone any form of violence. But you know, if you if someone comes and threatens the life of me and my family, you know I'm going to have to protect my family. You have crazy people out here that if things don't go their way, they want another civil war. That's what they're pushing for. They want a civil war. That's that's what this is all about. All of these fringe groups that have that have sprung up recently, they're pushing this because they have been itching for a civil war for years, for decades. And this president has actually brought us closer to that than any other president in history. And it's really, it's really frightening. Yeah. And you know, the, um, the reporter, what is, uh, Reed, Mrs. Mrs. Reed on CNN, and you know, Trump's calling for them to fire her because she, com she compared, um, what he's doing to what the radicalized Muslims, you know, uh, are doing. And what they do is take it out of context, what she said, and twist it into being something anti-Muslim. But what she was doing is comparing exactly what Osama bin Laden does. Mm. He gets it, get it, you know, he when he does his speeches or what he did rather, because he, he, he was taken care of. But when they want to have someone, you, you have to do some work to get a young person to strap a bomb to themselves and actually run into a building and blow themselves to pieces. This is the kind of thing that Trump is doing. There are, there are people that's driving uh, pickup trucks with huge flags around here. Now, they, they're not bold enough to strap a bomb to themselves and blow up. That's where it stops. I don't think they'll go that far. But I really believe when you have these, these individuals driving around saying, you know, Trump 2020, and they're carrying a big gun, and they're willing to use it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There is, there is a very... Uh, distinct similarity to what happens in it. I mean, Hitler did it in Germany. When he, you can get people to walk in a hell of bullets over a belief, 
that's way out of bounds, yeah. it starts to look very familiar about what we're seeing right now because it's it's really scary when you see what's going on out there. It really makes me shake my head and say, are these people for real? And why are they so angry? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's so true. They've been looking for an excuse to just let loose and take that yes. anger out. And yes. they got that yes. now. They do. Yeah. They, they do. feel justified. It's disgusting. It is. It is disgusting. It is. Absolutely. Well, guys, we reached the end of another podcast. And once again, I want to say a special thanks to Josh and Antoine for taking a few minutes out of their busy schedules to talk about the issues that affect us all. So until next time, stay safe, stay informed, and keep fighting for justice and for equality.